0: Welcome into the Esports Network podcast, where we talk about anything and pretty much everything related to Esports, whether that's you know the players, the coaches, occasionally the CEOs will bring on some some presidents of, of Esports operations out there, and sometimes we even like to bring in brand spanking new assistant GMs. Let's welcome in Nick Ridgway. He's the newest assistant GM for Complexity Gaming, previously, of course, of Gears of War and, and Ashes, as, as uh, the moniker was known as. How are you doing, Nick?
1: I'm doing well, man. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm, uh, I'm excited to chat about my new role and anything else you want to know
0: for sure i mean if people don't know who you are first of all you've been living under a rock for a while because nick is is a 22 time minted gears of war coach uh, champion that is uh general manager for a variety of orgs as well now you of course you're the the new assistant gm for complexity gaming based out of you know, my backyard frisco texas i mean you played what gears of no, you didn't play but you coached gears of war teams on optic on nrg UIU and like i mentioned 22 time champion so we got we got royalty in that house right now so nick again i can't thank you enough for taking time out of your i'm sure busy new role to come on the show and talk a little bit about your your journey and your new role i'm gonna need you to be
1: available for any anytime i make an entrance into a room like you know, wwe superstars have their music i just want your introductions at Perfect. this point
0: yeah i'll do it man no no t- no problem i'll just title you like king ashes right here <laughs> we're gonna get started but like let's start with with the gears of war stuff right you had a story history in gears of war you led to what increased interest to the point where you you were involved in the scene for what five-ish years i want to say you were in there for a while so i guess what that interest uh, where did that interest of gears of war kind of uh, come from
1: the funny thing is, I actually did not like Gears of War as a game when I was younger. Uh, it was kind of the game that my friend, whenever I spent the night at his house in like eighth grade, he would like force us to play.
0: <laughs> the split screen? <laughs> yeah, split
1: screen, playing the campaign. And it just wasn't, I, I was a Halo kid, so it wasn't really my cup of tea. And, um, you know, as I grew older and I got my own Xbox and I got Xbox Live, I sp- I ended up buying a copy of Gears and falling in love with the online multiplayer and actually competed a little bit. I went to a couple MLG events back in like 2009, 2010. Mm. So I, I got that competitive bug um, way back then. And I, I just remember going to the events and seeing the posters of Walshy and seeing like those mm. top tier Halo players walking around the events like superstars. And I was like, man, I, I really want to do that and the game that i was good at was gears um and so it it earned a special place in my heart and as time progressed and i i went on into college and i explored league of legends for a really long time uh there was always that that love for gears and i always kept an eye on the scene and uh then it just kind of worked out where you know it the, the stars aligned i saw an opportunity with a young team with young talent uh and i reached out to one of the players on that team who ended up being mental Mm. and was like hey you know i I manage teams in league of legends i coach teams in league of legends you guys are young you guys are talented and i believe in you guys to be the next big thing and i want to help make sure that you know an org doesn't take advantage of you because i've seen that happen a lot of times you know in that that kind of when you're coming up point of esports right and uh they were like yeah you know feel come on and help us and um it kind of evolved into me like wanting to sit in on their practices and watch them play, and 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 I started giving them feedback, and they started realizing that I kind of knew what I was talking about. And uh, you know, the, nobody believed in us. Nobody believed in what I did as a coach. And uh, then we won a tournament, and it just kind of set us on this path to to build a dynasty.
0: Wow, I mean, just that's insane. So you were you were a coach before coaching really took off in esports, which is awesome to see. Cause you were a trailblazer, right? Like, low-key.
1: <laughs> yeah, in, in console esports, for sure. Uh, you know, my time in League of Legends, I got to work with a lot of coaches. And that really opened my eyes to what the potential was for support staff around competitive teams. So when I looked back at Gears and, and console esports in general, a lot of times the, the quote-unquote coaches were... A friend of the team or just a buddy who wanted to tag along but didn't want to buy the the 30 40 team pass into the venue or uh, spectator pass Mm -hmm. so you tag them on as a coach they get to hang out with you and they get in for free and uh you know i i wanted to change that i wanted to take the things that i learned from my time in league of legends and how much structure there was there uh, and apply that to a game that always had a special place in my heart, especially with young players who people doubted. People thought they were just some kids who would win online tournaments or online matches. And you know, when that big bad land event came around, know that they they wouldn't show up hmm. and or that they wouldn't perform. And uh, I wanted to prove them wrong. I believed in those guys, and uh, you know, I, I backed the I backed the right horse, so to speak, because we. Like you said, we we blazed a trail.
0: No, for sure. I mean, cemented yourself as one of the greats in, in optics uh, coaching history, right? You know, winning what 20th championships with them. I mean, it was would you consider that like a a highlight of your career or like a peak of your career? What would you call? It? What do you call, You look back at that time now. What do you kind of consider it?
1: Um, it's kind of like you know a lot of people look back at college or at high school and like the glory days. You know they were they were on the football team or um, you know, were the popular kids in school, that's kind of how I felt about that time and how I look back on it. Um, there was a lot of ups and a lot of downs, but that's just kind of the nature of life. And I think that the, the things that we achieved, uh, are, are pretty, pretty surreal to look back on, like to Mm -hmm. look at the pictures of the events and, and, you know, see where the scene is now. And, and how much has changed because of the things that we did it's it's awesome to know that i was a part of that and to be able to help these players achieve you know what they what they were set out to do you know a lot of players compete in esports all around the world in every game and they're all striving for that that chance to win and when you look at in the grand scheme of things how small the group is of players who actually win in their respective games the fact that i was able to help that and not only help it once, but help it 22 times. It's just, it's just this weird, surreal feeling that I can't really explain well.
0: No, for sure. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard, right? Cause it's, it's such um like a euphoric kind of feeling in the moment and looking back, you kind of like, wow, that was, I don't even, I feel like I'm, I had an out of an out of body experience kind of living through that. Right.
1: Yeah. It's, you know, especially looking back at like some of the vlogs that I did when we were at events because I would try to pull out the camera whenever we want to match. And I've gone back and looked at some of those and just been like, man, I I was so in the moment that when I look back on it now, I don't think I even got to really appreciate everything that there was. I mean, the fact that there's 2,000 people in the crowd cheering for us to win is, you know, that's that's a once in a lifetime experience that not a lot of people get to, you know, to to witness in real life. So... It's it's just so crazy. And the fact that we got to join Optic, you know, mm-hmm. a, a long time when I was in college and uh, just a fan of esports, Optic was that that org that, you know, I was... What time does Optic play? As mm-hmm. the meme is. Yeah. So I was, every time the COD team was about to play, I was there watching. And uh, that was always the the org that I would tell the teams I was working with in League. Like, I, I really think Optic would make sense in League of Legends. I'd love to get us under Optic. And... Um, it felt like such an unachievable thing because it was such a closed circle and there was it was really difficult to get your way into it because they were they were caught. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when we found out we had that chance as a Gears team, I, I actually cried. I, I'm going to be straightforward with you. Mm-hmm. I cried. I was so excited. And I remember the first time meeting Hex. I remember the first time being on a Skype call with Hex. And just the whole the whole thing was surreal. So,
0: <laughs> man, that's that sounds surreal right now. But I mean, that was uh, the peak right there. Kind of you kind of uh, meeting Hex and everything and then winning those championships after that felt like a cherry on top at that moment. But then we had a little bit of a downturn, right? Optic kind of had its issues uh, at some point in 20, I must say early 2019. And then came like you guys requesting to, to look for other opportunities as, as a team. And so I mean talk me through that moment right like it's a lot of frenetic things happening you are kind of not sure what the future is going to look like what led your team down that path of kind of saying hey like we should we should probably go somewhere else right now because i don't think we're going to be uh in a great spot right here with this current version of optic
1: yeah i mean i think that there was a lot of great things and a lot of bad things about that that period of time right Mm -hmm. and i think that our goal was to just keep our heads down as a team and to keep winning. And and we've successfully did that, you know, while everything was going on, uh, we were still doing our part in bringing home trophies. And then outside of that, I was trying to do my part and help support the other teams, my part and help support the other teams um, as best as I could. But, you know, eventually it got to the point where as a team, we recognized that things were changing. And we knew that we were going into a new version of the game. We were getting ready for Gears of War 5. Gears of War 4 had just ended. Mm -hmm. And as things were changing, we thought that it wasn't quite the same that we had signed up for. And we wanted to have that opportunity because the timing was so perfect with a new game, there'd be a lot of eyes on the new game and there'd be a lot of eyes on us as the reigning champions. It, It just kind of made sense for us to start exploring those other options. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than trying to hold on and hope that things got better um, or things that w- like would go back to the way that we had hoped they would. Um, so we made that request, and uh, they were great. They approved it. They released us without any issues, and so we were really thankful for that, and it gave us the opportunity to go and um, explore what other teams might be interested in us going into the new game.
0: For sure. And so you found Tox eSports, you found NRG, then you you move on to UIU, mostly the same roster, some changes here and there. But I mean, like you spent almost three years under one org. So what was the experience like of moving from, I guess, to a few different orgs right after you kind of left your long term relationship, if you will? Right. This is kind of like it was a long term thing. And now you're kind of spinning around to other organizations. What was that experience like?
1: It was tough. Uh, Optic, I thought, would be that forever home. Um, so when we started talking to other orgs and, you know, the the players, they just wanted to find a new place to play and to get salary and to represent in a place that felt comfortable. So they kind of left up the negotiation side to me. And so, you know, I'm every I'm every day after, you know, we we left OpTic, we did the tox thing for the E-League event. And uh, so we could be reunited with our Halo brothers from OpTic. And uh, I think we did a good job with that. And there was some potential there to grow that into something else, but we were still fielding you know, any offer that came our way. We had a lot of talks with a lot of big names and big orgs. And we were really just, um, we were looking for that place that we thought would be a great home, but also made a competitive offer because we knew our worth. And eventually NRG came along and made us a really competitive offer. And um, a lot of the things that they you know, described as our experience, uh, or what our experience would be like uh you know they checked all the boxes for us so uh that was the offer that we ended up going with and uh then it turned out that they were doing a lot of other things behind the scene that uh, were exciting like bringing on hex and getting the call of duty roster so it started to feel kind of like that home again just a different name um but unfortunately, we weren't performing the way that we should have been early on in the Gears 5 season, and things weren't really working out for us, and uh, they decided to part ways with us. So we went back on the hunt for another new home, and UIU ended up being that home.
0: It was a solid home for, for a good while there as well, and um, I, I believe around this time, right? So. For people who don't know, I had a previous life working for ESPN Dallas and radio. We we had to do an esports show there, and I was part of the, the my mission was to get the first ten test episodes, if you will, out there. And, and Nick was was kind enough of to be one of the first ten while he was still with Optic, I believe. And so uh, about a year after you we did our interview, you dropped like a Gears of Five, Gears of War Five, like review video that mm-hmm. I was just like insanely like impressed with it it made me buy the game like me and a few friends literally picked it up played it for about six months i was god awful at it mind you but it got me hankering for for more and so I, I went back to play it i think three or four months ago gears five and i was like it's been a few years since gears five any chance gears six comes out and i'm just this is my last gears question for you so uh, gears six coming out anytime soon what do you think and, and what would you like to see in a new gears of war
1: I think that the, well, as far as I know, the coalition, the developers of Gears of War, um, they're uh, like a subsidiary uh, or like a, a micro studio within the Microsoft org, like organization. Um, I believe that they've announced that they are no longer working on Gears 5 in terms of like new content and patches, mm. which makes me think that Gears 5 is probably done in terms of that and the focus is now on Gear Six. I've also heard that they're working on some other games, like as part of that Microsoft ecosystem. They're helping and assisting other studios on other Microsoft titles. But I think that Gear Six, mm, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we started seeing the teasers, you know, like the next E3. Oh, but you know, it's kind of hard to tell. I, I don't know. I don't know what their plans are. I would love to see a new game. I think Gears Five has kind of reached its limit. I think that they've made a lot of really positive changes, especially within the last uh, half a year to a year, in terms of supporting the esports space and really listening to the feedback that they uh, get from the pro community. I just, I I think the you know, with everything going on in the world and the lack of LAN events, I I think that really hurt a lot of esports, and I think yours is one of those that truly suffered from not having those in-person events. Gears really thrived when you were in an event and saw the energy and the live crowd, especially in Mexico, where mm-hmm. there is that massive draw. And I, I think because of that, they've had to shift their focus. So I think, you know, if we can get a new Gears game in a year or two, uh, that would be pretty exciting. Uh I would be definitely interested in playing a new Gears game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you and me both. But, hey, you got a new a new job now. So let me tell you, let me give you my perspective, right? July 6th rolls around, and, and this news comes across the Esports Network news desk that, you know, Complexity Gaming welcomes a new assistant manager, general manager in, in thy ashes. And I go, wait, I know that name. I know that guy. What is this weird kind of, he's wearing a, a Complexity hoodie now? What is this? And so... How exactly did that come about? You went from a Gears of War coach to a, a general manager, I'm, I'm assuming for for some certain teams, and you now you're the the assistant general manager to one of you know the the next big esports organization. I think. How did that come about for you?
1: Yeah, well, you know, with Optic, that was kind of my first official exploration of the the management side of esports um, in terms of being you know like it, it, having more structure for it. Uh, I had done obviously like working with amateur league teams and, and managing the Gears team as I coached them, but you know, on a broader sense, working with a brand and an org. Uh, so I was actually working my way up through the ranks in optic and was the assistant GM uh, when everything started to, to go down. So uh, when we moved on to energy, I kind of shifted back to just coaching. That was my only focus. And then when we went to UIU, I was hired as the general manager, Along, as, along with coaching the Gears of War team. Mm. So I've always kind of had that management side of, of my career path, uh, whether it be officially or just innately through, you know, the stuff I've been doing with the Gears team. And I wanted to continue that path. I mean, I obviously love coaching. I still have a love for coaching, but I knew that the career path and the stability was going to be in that management side. So... That was a, a big focus of mine was continuing to pursue and explore that. And uh, a long time ago, pre-COVID, actually, I mean, I've obviously known Kyle for a while, mm-hmm. but uh, who's the COO of, of Complexity and a great guy. Um, uh, Pre-COVID, I was given the opportunity to have a tour of the Complexity facilities. And, you know, the things that they're doing over there at the GameStop Performance Center are just Incredible. I mean, the the focus on player wellness and player health, both inside and outside of game and the support that they give to their players and their creators. I saw that and I said, okay, that that forever home thing that I've been looking for in esports, this is a brand that truly appreciates the talent that are playing underneath them. And that is that is proven in what they do every single day at the the GameStop Performance Center. So i i was immediately enamored Mm. and knew that somewhere down the line this is a brand that i had to work with in some capacity so it was kind of like it it reminded me of when i was a a massive fan of optic you know back in 2013 and i'm going to mlg events and i'm watching cod online and i'm you know working in league and being just a fanboy of optic that's kind of how i felt i just became this fanboy of complexity and and the things that they were doing so when the opportunity came along to uh, come over to Complexity, when they reached out to me and, and made that offer, one, I was I was flattered that they they knew enough about my work and my reputation that uh, they were willing to offer me the position. But two, I was I was kind of blown away. Like here's this this door is opening into this, you know, I, the the blinding light <laughs> and the the angels are singing, and it's like. Oh, here's here's the chance to go to complexity. I was I was so blown away. Um, And of course, immediately jumped on that opportunity. And I I haven't looked back since. It's it's just so every day is exciting.
0: Oh man, no doubt. I mean, I've seen that that GameStop performance facility. It is, it is next level. It is out of this world. Just the, the team rooms they have set up, the the competition rooms they have, you know, set up and everything. The the, the little practice rooms they have on the side, the offices. Oh, it's beautiful, man. Like I wish, I wish I was in your position at that time because I would have heard the same, the herald horns and everything ringing in my ears if I was in if I was in that <laughs> situation. So you're not you're not entirely wrong for feeling that way. So, I, I so now that you know, you got the job, you're, you're you're sitting at the brand new desk. You went through orientation. What do the daily activities of an assistant gm look like and i'm assuming it's not just like getting going on coffee runs for soren the the, the 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 gm for complexity it's, it's it's a little bit more than that right
1: yeah no you know there's a coffee machine in in the office <laughs> so i don't have to do that it's more just picking up his dry cleaning um, no, I'm, I'm kidding uh, no realistically it's it's assisting him uh in you know just kind of the day-to-day of working with our players and our creators because we have such a a strong relationship with them and a the the whole company is focused on this uh, idea of helping develop them as professionals as people and just making sure that they have everything taken care of so that they can focus on their craft so making sure that all those boxes get checked is kind of what we do and we've kind of worked on dividing it up where he focuses more on the esports side i focus more on the content creator side because of all that experience i have with optic and the working with their creative team and their content creators. But um, there's definitely a lot of overlap and I'm still learning a lot of things. I've only been here for a month and a half, two months. And when I joined in, we, I was diving in headfirst into the uh, race to world first with our, our Warcraft guild, the uh, limit guild, I guess Mm -hmm. is their, their name, uh, their official name. So, you know, meeting those guys and being able to help them out because, you know, that, that whole thing was, I knew of it, but I didn't, I don't play World of Warcraft, so I had to kind of get engrossed in it and figure out ways that I could be the most helpful to those guys so that they could focus on winning the race. And um, they had an impressive showing and got second. So I I was in the deep end right away. And then right after that, it's going into meeting everybody else in the org and, and establishing those connections and those relationships so that the players and the creators that we have know that I'm also somebody who's there to support them. And that they can come to me with any questions or any concerns, whether it's they need, you know, a new suitcase or they need somebody to come pick them up or they just need somebody to game with. I'm I'm there to, to help them in any way I can.
0: You're the cool so, GM. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Soren and I are both cool GMs, but uh or assistant GM and GM, but I uh yeah, I like to think I'm pretty cool.
0: <laughs> so, um, complexity has kind of been rebranded over the past few years, right? Ever since you know they kind of been injected with the the connections from the Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys organization, you know, from from Jerry Jones and and his partnerships and that company to you know Game Square. I mean, is it safe to say that this is probably an organization you've joined unlike any before?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, Optic was. I think optic was in a different category and it started to go this direction when, um, when, you know, the investment in infinite and stuff like that happened, <laughs> but it wasn't quite on this level. And then obviously energy, I wasn't on the management side. I was mostly just focused on gears and with UIU, we were doing some awesome things, but it was on a smaller scale. Uh, so I was able to learn a lot through UIU and able to grow a lot as a manager, uh, and learn about new esports scenes like the FGC. But, it wasn't like you were saying on this scale. We weren't associated with the Cowboys, like here at Complexity, mm-hmm. and now we have Game Square helping us. And um, it, it's just—I I feel like a lot of doors are opened, and I'm—I'm I'm trying to be a sponge and just take it all in and absorb as much as I can so that I can be the most efficient at my role, and—and and again, come back to those those mantras of complexity where we are trying to put the players first and we're focusing on their performance. We're focusing on their health and wellness. And we're trying to embrace that balance of their life inside the game and outside of the game. Mm -hmm. So the more that I can absorb from all these industry experts from you know traditional sports and traditional business the more that i can apply that to what i do and help these players and these
0: creators no for sure man and you know i'm sure uh that jerry jones uh, helicopter on the way down you know kind of helps uh in, you know increase that motivation a little bit right <laughs> oh yeah it definitely
1: you know it shortens my commute to work uh, you know he picks me up on the way in so
0: i mean have you had a chance to go to any of the, the cowboys uh, i guess summer practices or anything like that or you just kind of just uh, you're working too far down the street to to really make the effort to go down there
1: well, they had the uh, the open practice over yeah. at the the star the other day. I mean, I saw the lines outside the office windows, and uh, it, it definitely was. There was a lot of people there. But I've I've been trying to stay um, pretty to myself just because of everything going on. And
0: no, no, for sure, for sure, it's it's uh, it's still complicated right now. But that's all right, right? So you'll get it. You'll, I'm sure you'll get your chance, your opportunity to to, uh, to catch that Cowboys practice at, during during the regular season whenever whenever that pops up. Because you know, I will say. That Cowboys facility is is something else. They have like the the three Super Bowl trophies, the four Super Bowl trophies, like right there in the front off in the front uh, lobby. It's amazing. So if you if you ever get a chance to uh, hop in when it's not busy. Great stuff there. But I, I guess I'm, I'm curious now, right? You kind of, you're selling into your role. You're still a month in, still kind of, not green, but you're still kind of figuring things out. Uh, what are some of the main goals um, of this complexity front office? Is it, is it primarily fielding teams? Is it, you know, uh, is it kind of bring on new teams? Or is there something more besides just, you know, kind of making sure players are doing what they're supposed to be doing?
1: I think it's a mix of all of that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, having a central work place for everybody in the organization to be located at. Um, It it helps that kind of sense of community and, you know, just streamlines communication Uh, as much as we're in a digital era and especially our industry being very digital. I think there's something unique and something beneficial to having that ability to walk across the office and say, Hey, what do you need me to do for X, Y, Z, or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, and I think that's important when you're all working towards growing something bigger than yourselves, and and benefiting you know the entire industry. You know we want to we want to set trends for other organizations to follow. So having the the space up front for you know where fans can come in and interact and and play games and have that chance of seeing their favorite Apex player or their favorite Counter Strike player walking through the office or stopping by and saying hi or something. I think that's a unique experience that isn't really seen in esports right now and it kind of blends together that um we're all gamers mm. and or, or most of us are gamers <laughs> and and that's that's where we connect is is through this amazing thing that connects us online and can connect us in person and then as a player you have the benefits of i mean the, the stuff that we have in the office I, i'm going to sound like i'm bragging because i'm part of the brand but this is the some of the things that like as a coach i was just blown away brag by. Away, but, like, brag away, away. Yeah, like we have these practice rooms which like aren't just like closets that players go into, but they're genuine built up like you're going to be going on a main stage and practicing. So it's elevated one step higher than the rest of the office so that you have that step up and kind of go into that mindset from a psychological perspective of I'm stepping up on the main stage and we can control the lights to mimic the lights of a main stage. So you Mm -hmm. get that experience and we have crowd noise that we can pump into the rooms so that you have that experience of fans and, and people cheering while you're competing, which might add distraction if you're not used to that. And we can monitor the the actual gameplay and funnel that into our network system so that it can be viewed on other monitors and we can watch their performance and track everything from eye cameras and, and where they're looking on the screen to just general analytics of the game. It's, it's a new level of performance focus that i think once we're able to kind of get back fully open and and utilize everything at our disposal it's it's just game changing mm-hmm. which is kind of a pun on the you know game <laughs> performance center we're changing the game but uh yeah it's, it's all exciting i wish i was competing or gaming in those rooms
0: uh if you're only 10 years younger right 10 years back in the uh, the halo and and, and uh, gears of war scene right <laughs> exactly <laughs> but hey like, like i said earlier it's it's cutting edge stuff that that's that performance center is uh, is no joke. So, I lied to you, Nick. I have one more Gears question for you. I know I said earlier it was going to be like, you know, oh, this is the last Gears question. I tricked you. All right, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm upfront sorry about that. But I got to ask, right? If, if Gears of War 6 were to come out today and you had, you know, you have an ounce of power to say yes or no to a complexity Gears team, what are you going to say?
1: I, For me, I, I look at every opportunity available i don't i don't think that there's a game where i'm necessarily going to just say no to um i I, and i think that's true with soren as well Mm -hmm. we we try to look at every opportunity and just look as if it makes sense you know if if the team makes sense if the opportunity makes sense if um the players fit the brand you know it's there's always that opportunity and there's always that um that question of like is this a game that we can go into realistically you know complexity, and, and any org. When you're working for an org, you're you're basically painting a picture, and so we just have to decide if we want to put a Gears of War tree there, or maybe a Halo tree looks better, or maybe something else. So, uh, you know, as as we explore, we we keep our doors open. My DMs stay open on Twitter, you know, good or bad, and I, I always look for that next opportunity. So, you know, I can't confirm, but I can say that i'm always keeping an eye on things and i know soren is as well i mean
0: you gave such a corporate answer man you've changed i don't know what to say here (laughs) it caught me up i was expecting the fanboy to come out but you gave the the corporate we'll say yes if the right if the moment comes along at the right time for the right price but i mean it's it's a fair it's a fair answer i'll give you that it's a fair answer it's the right answer it's what we all need to hear so i mean I, i guess. Halo, I mean, Halo does look good. So I hope you guys do look into that heavily. Cause I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what Halo eSports brings. Cause it's been a while since I got excited for Halo eSports. Right.
1: I, I think, uh, yeah, Halo is going to be awesome. And I think they just put out an announcement some, uh, a couple hours before we were recording this of, of like some of the first orgs announced for their new eSports program for Halo infinite, which is exciting. Like, like yeah. Navi and FaZe and brands like that getting involved in eSports for Halo. Um, yeah i mean i i didn't mean to give i guess like a corporate answer i think it's just it's, you know it's just genuinely how we look at it yeah. i would love to to grab a roster in gears and i would love to have more trophies um but i think you know it, it's it, it has to make sense right? right and i think that's true for any esport. it just it has to make sense on multiple levels and so uh, you know, I was watching the Major, the Gears uh, season finals. I don't know what season it is, but they were taking place last weekend. So I was watching and I was uh, watching which teams were winning and which teams were performing well. So, you know, if if the opportunity arises, then I'll have my information all gathered and we'll see what happens.
0: Oh, I didn't, I didn't know all this. Hold on. I was just yanking your chain earlier, man. But if you're going to i mean at least you're considering it that's all i'll leave it at that you're considering it it's all i need it's all i need to say and that's all we need to we need to leave it at for now but uh, i i took up so much of your time already i know it's 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 a it's a long interview and it's just like oh i gotta go over my entire history again that's great stuff i gotta go over this new role that i love oh how how, how what a pest right but uh, nick i really want to thank you for coming on the show man it was it was great uh, kind of catching up with you and and, and talking to you and man I, I just i wish you nothing but the best of luck in this new role man
1: Of course, man. It it was absolutely my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on it. And, uh, yeah, you're always free to, to hop on a podcast
0: with my friend Kevin, so... There you go. See, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, of course, his DMs are open at Thy Ashes on Twitter. From there, you can find his Twitch, his YouTube channels, as well as pay attention to that at Complexity account for the latest news coming out. Maybe they'll maybe they'll hop into Halo. We'll get an announcement maybe then. Maybe they'll hop into Gears. They'll announce it there. So, any big changes there. May, who knows? Maybe Ashes will hook me up with some of those, you know, those beautiful Complexity hoodies out of that Frisco facility next time I pop my head in there. But uh, Ashes... Thank you again for hopping on, man. I appreciate it. He's Nick Ridgway, a.k.a. Thy Ashes, the newest assistant GM at Complexity Gaming. And I'm Kevin Correa right here on the Esports Network Podcast.